Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Fantasy. And Clayton Cadu at Clayton Do Clayton is with me. What's up, Clayton? What's going on, buddy? It kind of just cut out there a little bit, uh, the eat, sleep, welcome to eat, sleep, fantasy, but I think we got it. We figured it out. All right, good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I uh, decided to travel and did not bring a laptop not to bring, and did not bring a microphone with me and decided I wanted to record a podcast. So I apologize in advance for the shitty audio and the squeaky chair. <laughs> We'll see what we could do on my end here to, to to fix it. So, but yeah, no, should be good. It's been a while. I haven't talked to you probably since before all this COVID shit hit. Yeah, shit got ugly, man. I'm in North Carolina right now for a shoot, and I've been living in Vermont. And I walked into a coffee shop today, and I almost had a panic attack. Nobody, I, I don't want to talk politics or anything, but in North Carolina, they don't give a fuck. Like it's the coffee shop is packed elbow to elbow nobody has a fucking mask on and they're just chilling drinking their fucking coffee that's wild here I'm like, go ahead here in canada in edmonton here everyone's pretty good with wearing a mask it is a little weird when you're going into like grocery stores you got lines you know everyone goes up this way and that that way it usually pisses me off because like what if i need something like right in the middle of an aisle but i gotta fucking walk down one end to come all the way back down the other to grab one item you know but for the most part, everything's good here. Everyone's wearing a mask for the most part. And like even I drive, I drive uh, city transit here. And, and I mean, everybody's pretty, they made it mandatory that everyone gets on the bus, wears them. And, uh, you know, I usually got to educate somebody once or twice, but that's about it. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Like I, I moved to Vermont and because of this shit, I was like, these people are taking it serious. I can go to a coffee shop, order my coffee. Everyone has a mask on. They gave me my space. It's fucking great. Come to North Carolina. Where I've lived for four years, but I have to come back down here for work sometimes. And I'm like, I'm so fucking happy I left it. You guys, I don't know why you guys want to get sick. I don't know what you're hoping for is going to happen. But y'all, dumb. No offense, Dale. Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands. Um, Wash your hands. Wear a mask, right? Yeah, that, that, it's that easy. I, I, you know, like I can't, I, I don't I don't want to get into it, but I don't understand why, you, you know, just keep yourself and everyone else safe. Wear a fucking mask. But exactly. Um, either way, um, let's just go into a little bit of news while we're here. Um, well, first so, of all, football's back today, man. I'm so jacked I, I for this. I am too. Like, I didn't even realize that it was Thursday and apparently there's football today, man. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I'm happy that all these, all these drafts are done now. My God, I got in way over my head this year, but how many are you in? uh, Thirteen. I tried to cut back, Clayton. You went the opposite direction. I had to make a, I had to make a fucking spreadsheet to make sure that I'm like, hey, got my waivers in, got my lineup set, we're good. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely cutting down. I won't. I will not enjoy this year that much because. It's way too many, but every year I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go in this one. But 
no, I'm going to cut her down to about at least about, I don't know, half of that next year. <laughs> That's not a bad number. No, no. I, I think I'm at five right now. And I'm, I think my sweet spot, like I want to just do four, you know, like I, I, quit, I quit like five leagues this year. I was like, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't, if you're, I'm not going to deal with this shit. This is not the year to like, for me, I didn't feel like the year I wanted to like dive in a bunch of money into football because it feels like it's going to be a wild fucking year. I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck is going to happen. Funny story real quick here. So the wife the other day, she says, hey, I'm going to get Disney Plus on on TV. And I look at her. I'm like, you absolutely are not. Not for it's like 90 bucks a year. And I'm like, not a chance. She's like, "Uh, should we look into see how much fantasy or how much money you spend in fantasy this year? I'm like, I said, you should you should get that Disney Plus right now. (laughs) Line her up. That's a, she's good. She's really good. Oh, very good smart. Comeback. Very smart. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was clever as fuck, man. <laughs> um, so uh, since you have fourteen leagues, uh, who's your guy? Like, I mean, who do you have in the, like? What's the one or two guys you have like in most leagues that you're targeting? You know what? It's not that I'm targeting. He just keeps falling where where he's falling usually later late like later in the rounds after like most running backs are gone i'm always getting like melvin gordon in like the i don't know i would like i'd like to maybe say like sixth round or something like that like after i've already got yeah after i've already got my you know my two stud running backs and then you know i got like two two stud wide receivers um yeah i just i find him like i I should go through and see who i have the most shares of but i'm i'm pretty sure i have a lot of shares in uh in melvin gordon that's a good one yeah i found myself landing uh zach moss quite a bit um yeah him too him too he's just like he's the i feel like besides claire um i feel like he has the most upside um and the easiest track to like being on RB one on the roster. And I think Josh Kelly as well, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's falling like the seventh, eighth round. And I was just like, yeah, fuck it. You know, Singletary, him or there, I'll take either one. And I was pretty fine with it. Well, even if Moss is only getting the ball inside the 20, sign me up. He's going to score. He's, he's big back. He's going to be able to plow through there and get across the line for sure. So I'll, I'll take that. Even if he gets, you know, even if it's only, even if they do split carries, I still like his uh, touchdown upside a little bit more than more than Singletary's. Yeah, hundred percent on that. And Sterling Shepard, I'm like, ah, he was on fire last year before he left with yeah. injuries. Like, fuck it, I'll take him in the twelfth round. Is like, why the fuck not? You know they're gonna throw the ball. Yeah, and Tate Tate's already uh, limited. I think already. I think he was he got hurt this week or something like that. So. Yeah, it just came up that he's not 100%, which is kind of shitty. I, I yeah. do love Golden Tate. If I didn't get Sterling Shepard, I was going after uh, Tate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, let's just jump into this bad boy. Um, Absolutely. So I, this is going to be old news by the time it hits, but it looks like Brandon Cooks is going to be game time decision. Uh, it doesn't really matter for tomorrow's news, but uh, that's kind of a big deal, I think. Yeah, I had I, – I had... High hopes for him coming into this year. I actually drafted him in a few leagues, um, but like, like you said, uh, injury-prone guy. I'm not sure exactly what uh, it's his quad. I think I, I believe is what it was. So I mean, you, yeah. you're going to need uh, going to need 100% in order to get on the field for him. So we'll see what happens. Um, basically, it's been like that all all camp, though. I believe he was, you know, he he wasn't consistently practicing. So. We'll see what happens. Maybe even if it's not a bad thing, give him a week off, give him an extra, you know, 
week and a bit to 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 get the get that quad uh, healthy and then get back on the field. So, but I, I still I still think he uh, he's going to be he's going to ball out in this offense. Oh yeah, I don't know. I feel like this offense is going to be uh, a weird one to pin down. I feel like there's just so many. I feel like Brandon Cooks, uh, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, they all feel like the same player to me. Is that weird to say? Like, I think any of them can hit and miss. It's going to be hard to pick and choose who's yeah, going to be. Yeah, week to week to week for sure. I, I do think the most consistent, you know, say what you want, but I think Randall Cobb playing out of slot, I think, is going to be going to be one of the most consistent guys that you're going to be able to, you know, not really rely on week to week, but he'll his numbers will be the most steady, I think. Week yeah, to week. especially in PPR, he might be yeah. the one to to go for. Mm-hmm. And um, so Mike Evans didn't practice today on Thursday. Um, if he plays or doesn't play, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously Chris Godwin's a top ten guy. Uh, Scotty Miller is that? Am I crazy to think like he might be worth starting in a PPR league if Mike Evans is out? Not sure. I don't. Uh, I'm not ready to, to to throw my eggs in one basket with him right because of one because Evans is going to sit out a week right I like to I like to see see it more in gameplay you know these other guys like Gronk and and um, Godwin and stuff like yeah, yeah OJ Howard we we've we've seen these guys in a game before right where Scotty Miller I just think you need to I want to see what his uh, What's the word I'm looking for? What his what his role is, you know, in this offense, even when Evans gets back. So right. I mean, I guess in a dart throw, which you shouldn't really have to be throwing any, you know, guys out like that right now. Your your roster should be should be stacked enough where if you have a guy, even even with Evans sitting out, you should have a guy I think better than uh, say a wide receiver. What possible? Maybe a wide receiver for that Scotty Miller would be. Yeah, maybe. I think right now, at least, for sure. Yeah. I agree. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think if you're desperate, you're looking for a dart throw, like, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, for, you know, daily, maybe. Yeah, would, daily would be, would be that. That would be, uh, that's what I was just about to say. Um, all right. So let's move on to the next. I think this is probably the biggest piece of news we need to talk about is Ozigbo going on IR. I don't know how long he's going to be out because of IR being kind of weird this year where you have, like, you could be out for three games or you can be out for, you know, the entire season. Like it's just, and you could put an endless amount of people on IR and bring them back. Um, so it's, it's kind of a weird rule, but Ozigbo is on IR. That leaves Robinson as the RB1. They did sign Dare Ogobadaya. So there's those two guys and Chris Thompson. What are your thoughts with that new My, cluster well, of RBs? With what, what's his name? Dar- Dare is how I yeah. heard it today on NFL Network. I, well, obviously he's going to be the three down back. He's just a plotter, that guy. He he he'll he'll get his yards when he needs to get the yards for you. Um, Chris Thompson obviously is going to eat, I think, just because they're going to be playing from behind so much. Yeah. And then as far as James Robinson, I don't know. I I don't know much on him. Didn't really see too much tape on him. Like I I, well, I never actually looked, but yeah. Um, there's, he's an undrafted free agent. Like I don't expect anybody to have any knowledge of him. <laughs> yeah, I I have a feeling after this week, I think you're going to see a guy like I mean I've seen it all over Twitter too, like Devonta Freeman. I you know c- come in and play in this offense. You know what I mean? They need a veteran guy. You can't just run into the year with with basically basically a pass catching back is all you have in that offense, right? Yeah, I mean, but they Devonta Freeman came in for a workout. They didn't sign him. Algabadaya comes in. 
they sign him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it doesn't seem I like Freeman's even on oh, there. Maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm a little bit behind in the news, and I didn't realize Freeman actually went in for a visit. Yeah, yeah. He came in for a visit on Saturday, um, and he left without a contract. Well, maybe because he maybe he's asking for like twelve mil or something like that. I think he is. He's like, <laughs> I mean, which is fine. Ask him what you want. Like, if if they don't accept it, move on with your life. Like, yeah, it's what your what your life's worth. I get it. Well, you know what? They're they're basically it's, they want Trevor Lawrence. I think, anyways. So <laughs> if they if yeah. they have to run with these three guys and they have to run with these three guys, right? If they go in sixteen. They go in sixteen, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, they yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of the biggest piece of news. Uh, Tate's not 100%. We kind of mentioned that earlier. I don't think it has a lot of implication. You weren't going to be you weren't going to be starting him this week. Um, and then David Montgomery, uh, we know he's been limited in practice. He's still limited in practice. That came out today. Are you starting anyone else on that in that running back group? Nall or three Cohen? I would throw I throw Cohen out there for sure. Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I see Ryan Nall trending all over the place, and I just. Uh, I'll count on somebody else, in my opinion, yeah. right? No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, unless you're again, this is a daily play. Like, who get like just throw a dart and up with Scotty Miller and Ryan Nall and see yeah. what the fuck happens. <laughs> and then load up your roster and yeah, and one of them hits and you're you're set. Exactly. Um, so let's go right into the starts and sits. Uh, this is brought to you by at Clayton Do. How do you say? How do you say? Could you Clayton? Could you at could you at at could you Clayton? Yeah. And how do you spell that? At C-A-D-I-E-U-X, Clayton. All right. So the first guy you put on his list is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, we did a draft together uh, a couple days ago, and I took Ben as my uh, quarterback one. I waited until, like, the second to last round and took him because I saw this Giants uh, matchup. I was like, fuck it. You know, I don't, I'm don't. i only going to worry about quarterback week to week, and this is the best fucking quarterback this week. Oh, I th- I th- I per- I I think the matchup is very favorable for him. Um, the Giants ranked 27th against the pass against the pass last season, and now with Roethlisberger help- healthy and with all the big playmakers he has in you know, uh, Deontay Johnson, Juju, you know Claypool, the Canadian by the way, um, oh. out in out in that offense, I think he's gonna he should be he should be really good this week. And I projected him just over about 300 yards passing and at least two touchdowns. So. Yeah, I was um yeah, I'm definitely considering benching like like in your in your sick call me up Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, I might just bench Aaron Rodgers this week for <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger. I don't feel bad about that. Like fuck yeah, it. Yeah, I don't like I don't like the I think the Vikings are stacked even more on defense now that well, I guess we'll we'll get there when we when we get to the sits if you want, or we can jump right into that as well. Don't matter. What well do no, you no, think? We can, we can, there's a couple other guys you have on your list. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers. Uh any of those guys you want to highlight? Uh, not really. I'm just kind of curious to see how Cam's going to do uh, against the Dolphins. But the thing is, those this Dolphins, uh, Patriots and Dolphins always seem to play a tight game, right? So yeah. Um, as far as um R- Rivers goes, new offense, uh, new playmakers against the Jaguars. Jaguars lost a ton on defense this year, so I just think he's going to be able to put up good stats. And then Jimmy Garoppolo, I just think the 49ers Cardinals. I think it's going to be a big shootout, like it was last year, and. I mean, I know he doesn't have his his main, you know, Ayuk and stuff like that. And Debo playing, I don't think he'll be activated this week to play. But I still think you got Kittle born. I think you got enough playmakers in the backfield that he's going to be able to put up those numbers that will uh, pay off as well. 
Yeah, another guy that's not on your list that I kind of like uh, is Tyrod Taylor uh, this week. I think he's playing the Bengals, and, I mean, he's going to run all over him. I think the, the Chargers are going to roll them, and Tyrod Taylor, at least for the first couple weeks, is going to be, uh, for me, I think he's going to be a top 15 guy. Yeah, if you went well back in our in my waiver article that I put out uh, on Eat Sleep Fantasy as well, I had uh, I had highlighted him in, in in that as well. And for you know for about a good uh, three four week stretch there at the start of the year, they got a pretty favorable you know e- easy schedule. Um, a lot of games where they're going to be. I mean, they're going. To, I think they play KC, so they'll probably be playing from behind in that one. But I still think because of because of what he can do with his legs, I think he's going to be able to be be a startable option, even a D- DFS option. Um, weekly. Yeah. The only one I kind of want to push back on you, and this is just because I'm a homer, is Cam Newton against Dolphins. Like, the Dolphins have, I would say, the second top three deep, um, secondary in the NFL uh, with Xavier Howard. I, I I don't know how I feel. I think it's going to be a really tough game. It's going to be tight as fuck. I think they're going to end up, if he gets touchdowns, it's going to be on the ground with Cam. Yeah, well, I, I put him there specifically because of Belichick, right? I'm kind of, I'm really curious to see. I, reading reports in camp, Newton's been doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's been looking good. He's been running the ball. Um, I just think he's going to be able to, to, to move move the ball downfield against against the Dolphins a little bit. Uh, easier, especially with the fact that he can run, whereas you know a guy like Brady couldn't in years prior. I think doing that, he's going to be able to open up the field a little bit too, right? Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Um, so the next guy we have for our sit of the week is Aaron Rodgers. We mentioned him earlier. He's got a tough matchup with the Vikings, like you mentioned. Yeah, Vikings, they added uh, big playmakers on defense this year. You know, Yannick and Gakwe, he was uh, added in the offseason. And they've already had a talented group of defenders. Um you know, in the two games that Rodgers did play against them last year, uh, he averaged only just over two, 200 yards passing and one touchdown per game. And I just think with the lack of weapons brought, uh, on this team, it's going to hurt Rodgers, I think, week to week almost, right? Like, it's almost like Rodgers is going to be a uh, um, a matchup play every week, you know? Like, if he's got a bad defense, then sure, put him out there. But I just don't know how a guy's going to compete with with being able to throw the ball to Adams and you got what MBS and stuff like yeah. that there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like I, I have Aaron Rodgers in a league in a dynasty league. And I'm like, ah, damn it. I think I want to bench or drop Rodgers or Phillip Rivers this week and just like do some streaming stuff. Cause this well, is I th- not I a good I think start. I saw, I, th- I saw Ryan did a draft last night. Rodgers dropped to like the, I think he was like the 13th running uh, quarterback off the board, 14th quarterback off the board. Yeah, it's which crazy, is, right? Yeah, odd what what a couple years difference does in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, the other guys we have on our sit column are no-brainers. He's exactly right. Matthew Stafford against the Lions, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. The one thing about make, Baker Mayfield kind of shocks me is he's going undrafted in most leagues that I've done. And I feel like by the end of the season, he could. I, I don't. I think I don't think he should be started this week against the Ravens, but. I think he's going to be a top 12 guy. Yeah, so do I. Um, I had him in my uh, bounce back player column, actually, as well. Did a podcast that I believe was on the Eat Sleep Fantasy uh, um, feed just yesterday or something. Our bounce back uh, for Fantasy Football from Up North podcast that I host. Um, Yeah, I I had Baker as uh, a a bounce back player because I just think he, you know, Freddie Kitchens, I think, really delayed his, his, uh, 
development, right? It was, some of the play calling he did was brutal. Um, just with all the little bit of drama on that team in general, I think they, they're actually in a good place right now. He's got even more weapons with the addition of, you know, having Hooper there. You know, now you got two solid uh, tight ends in, in Njoku and Hooper. And then you got still got the uh, paid hunt. So you got Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. He's got. There's no reason for him not to be able to bounce back, you know, with with the decent uh, with the new coaching staff and everything. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's the former number one pick. He's gonna be. He's gonna be good eventually. Like it might not be this game, but throughout the season, you're gonna see some great starts from him. But um, don't start. Don't start him this week. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought about. It. I was like, should I just do it? No, I'm not fucking doing. It. I'd rather have Rogers personally. Um, so for the RB start of the week, we have Todd Gurley as the number one guy on your list. Why is that? I uh, just think the the Seahawks run defense stru- struggles uh, against the run, and they have since last year. Um, I like Gurley this week in the last four games against the Seahawks. Gurley has averaged over 80 yards a game and scored multiple touchdowns in two of those games. And now you may say, well, yeah, Gurley scored against everybody, but <clears throat> I think the Falcons have a better O-line. And yeah. I, they're healthy, and that's why I think. Uh, and they're going to give Gurley the rock. I think they're just going to. They're, they're Gurley's got something to prove, and that's why I have him projected to be just under 100 yards rushing and score a touchdown this week, and also catch five more balls for 40 yards and a touchdown as well. Multiple touchdown game for Gurley and over 130 yards total or 130 total yards for him this week. That's full. That's a lot of uh, weapons on that Falcons team. He is going against Seahawks, which he's played way too many times. So that's uh, that, I think that plays into his hand more than yeah. anything. Um, so you have David Johnson as our other start, who I fucking love. Melvin Gordon against the Titans is also a good start. But Sonny Michelle against the Dolphins. That's the only one I'm like, ah, fuck. He's kind of injured. You think it's going to be, you know, James White and Rex Burkhead? What do you think is going to happen back there? You think Sonny Michelle is going to carry the load against the Dolphins? Not sure if he'll carry the load, but right now is a perfect opportunity for for Michelle to to step up his game and and prove that he should be the back to own in that in in that backfield. You know what I mean? Like with Damian Harris going on IR, there was a lot yeah. of hype from him coming out of camp. And you know, you I I was in the auction league. I had a guy in our league had got Sony Michelle and Marlon Mack for a dollar. Can you believe that's that? Nice. Like that's, that's ridiculous. Good. That's yeah. So I mean, Sony Michelle just a year ago was you know I mean obviously injury plagued season, but still numbers weren't that bad. But then yeah. the result, I think everybody just bought into this hype with Harris, um, and just kind of he kind of fell to the back burner. So I just I just think that Sony Michelle is going to yeah he's not a hundred percent, but I still think he's going to try to solidify his role a little bit better during this time that Harris is out. So. Yeah, he's only, he's only out for three weeks. But um, mm. do you think Harris is worth dropping? No, because I want to I want to I want to see the see if the hype was worth it first, right? I don't want to be that guy that drops him, and then next thing you know, it you know he does get his first look t- taste of action, and then just goes off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, all over again. Yeah. I mean, you you don't really need to drop him. You stash him on your IR, and when he comes back, then see what happens. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I I picked him up a couple of these for free. I was like, yeah, this is fucking great. Like, if <laughs> if he turns into any, if he turns into an RB three, I won. Like, it's just, yeah, I, there's no reason for him to be for him to be dropped. Um, so on the sit up of the week, you have Devin Singletary. I'm over here talking like I want to start Zach Moss in all my leagues, but you have him as a sit of the week. I mean Devin Singletary. Um, 
So what what's going on there? I only have him for, as a sit of the week only because, like I said earlier when we were talking, um, you know, there's a lot of hype about how the, the backfield's clouded, right? Right. And it's no nobody knows what's going to happen as far as we know it's going to be a 1A, 1B situation. But the reason why I'm not a fan of Singletary is, first of all, I can't carry the arc. In camp, he's been struggling with fumbles, right? right. So, I mean, no, no coach is going to put up with that week to week. And just the fact with Josh Allen and the addition of Zach Moss, I can't see uh, Singletary carrying the ball inside the 10 at all. So, I mean, that takes away any touchdown value that he may have had. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And if you can't hold on to the ball, you're going to find yourself uh, sitting on the sidelines watching. And besides, it's you know, a lot of it too plays into the fact that the Jets' run defense is pretty solid in 2019, and I think they will continue to be this year. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you. Um, I do like him a little more than than uh, Zach Moss and PPR, but uh, other than that, like I'm on board. Zach Moss has uh, definitely clouded up a little bit. Um, so we have a couple other guys who. The only guy I'm kind of questionable and I want to talk to you about is James Conner. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't course. expect Ronald Jones to be anything or Kareem Hunt, the other two guys, yeah. but why James Conner? So just because of the passing game, I, I just think the, I think Roethlisberger is going to throw the ball more. And I think that the Giants defense isn't as bad as what people think. Run defense isn't as bad as what people think they are. I had a guy right. on Twitter actually asked me about the same thing, right? And I just said to him, I'm like, I'm like, regardless of what people say about the the Giants defense, I wish I had wrote up this one. I can't remember what the what the stats were for the Giants and what they gave up in a run game last year, but I just think that their run defense is much better than their passing offense, and I just think that they're going to be able to maybe not necessarily hold them, but I just think you're not going to get those, say, RB1 numbers, RB2 numbers that you would uh, be expecting from them every week. Yeah, I respect that. I don't. But I I, I do like Connor like long term. I absolutely. We we just drafted him in a big league, uh, big league that we just did yesterday. We got actually our team stacked. We went like super, super running back heavy, and we ended up getting Connor. I think in the fourth round or something like that. So we we're sitting nicely. So nice. Yeah. No. James Connor was a fucking steal in drafts right now. The only problem that I find with James Connor is you know he's gonna be the bell cow. But if, if he goes down, like you don't, you can't draft or pe- pick a uh, handcuff to him. Like it could be any one of these four guys. Well, I think I think Snell solidified that role in camp. I believe is what I read. Yeah, yeah, that's what I read too. But is it though? Like they just yeah, you a never fourth round pick on McFarland. Like it's mm-hmm. Snell. I mean, like I don't know. You never know. Like I think Snell will be the first one in line, but. If he goes down, which is a possibility because he does have injury concerns, like you don't know, you might not have a true handcuff. That's not yeah, to worry. Exactly. Um, so for the start of the week, we have uh, Deshaun Jackson going against his former team, the Redskins. Just so yeah, same. They just had this argument with my co-host on our pod. Um, is saying that Jackson's washed up, but you know you can't go against the stats, right? I mean. Jackson right. last three season openers, he's balled out. Um, he's averaged over six receptions, 130 yards, and scored four touchdowns going back to 2016. And the biggest thing is, in, throughout his career, he's actually scored seven touchdowns against Washington. So, I mean, with the fact that Jackson doesn't have much else out there except for Ertz on that team with, you know, Rieger being hurt and Sanders not 100%. I think uh, I think Jackson's going to get fed this week, and I think you're still going to see those numbers. I think he's going to go off and uh, go off again this week. 
So I projected yeah. him 100, 140 yards and one touchdown in this one. Probably Only six, one. seven receptions. Yeah, possibly two. I hope it's yeah, two. Right? Cause... That's like and, and, brutal. I would and, and he's a steal in drafts right now. Like you could get him deep double-digit rounds. So. Oh, no, no. I, I literally t- picked him up in a league like like an hour before we talked. Like I was, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start. I'm betting Tyler Boyd. I know you don't want me to. You're but... crazy to do that, but that's okay. You do what you want to do. <laughs> I mean, I like Tyler Boyd at all, but if I'm like, I don't have a good team in this. Like I, I, like I told you, I don't have a five, I didn't have a first, second, or third round pick, and so my running backs are just my roster is just total shit. <laughs> so I need some big points, and if, I don't think Tyler Boyd's going to go for 150 and a touchdown. I don't think he has a shot at that. True. Sean Jackson, I'm looking for a home run, like you said, 140 and a touchdown. That's what we're thinking. Yeah, I can take that. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, one to two touchdowns for sure. So, um, so the other guys we have on our list, and I totally agree with all these: Emmanuel Sanders against the Bucks, DK Metcalf against the Falcons, and Jamison Crowder against the Bills. Jamison Crowder, gee, in the PPR leagues, he's going to be. He was going in double digit rounds, and he's going to be good this year. He's, yeah, he'll, in PPR. He's going to be. He'll be a steal just like he was last year, right? I mean, they they have nobody in that uh, on the outside. I think that. Um, I'm just I'm just worried about the co- coverage on Crowder yeah. right now with like no like Mims being hurt when you got Perryman back there but I mean it's Adam Gase so let's see what happens right maybe he lines him up in the backfield because he really hates Bell that badly so <laughs> yeah <laughs> Gase is I don't even know how he's still in the NFL like they should just demote him to like a referee or something yeah like, he no no be- idea um. So another guy I want to throw on this list that's going to segue into your sit of the week is Michael Gallup. I just want to throw that out there. I think Michael Gallup will have a sensational week because in your sit of the week column, we have Amari Cooper um, going against the Rams. Yeah, I, I, I like that take for sure. Um, definitely. You're always going to, you know, whenever you're playing a team again that has a number one corner and, you know, in Jalen Ramsey, which they also just paid just yesterday as well. Um that Ramsey can take any any wide receiver one out of the picture, so that's where I think that uh, you definitely can start a guy like Gallup and even um, Lamb Lamb in, Lamb in this game. I think because I mean the corners are good, but I just think those two are they're not as talented as say Ramsey is, right? So right. I mean Co- Cooper did take a step back last year too. Didn't crack a hundred yards in the previous seven games um, and only scored one touchdown in that time in the last seven games of the year. Um, and then Ramsey shut him down for in the only game they faced last year. He only had one catch for 19 yards. So, I mean, for you to, to, to try to start Cooper, and now i got to go back and probably adjust a couple lineups that I have him in. Um, you, would, you, would, you would really bench him. Like, a guy you drafted in the first five rounds, you would really consider benching him. Would consider, depending on who else I have sitting there, though, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if I'm ballsy enough to go bench Cooper for a guy like Crowder. Crowder or like a Metcalf. yeah stuff like that that stuff's a little <laughs> uh, a little wonky but I don't know we'll see what happens I gotta look at it but um but yeah like you said if you draft them high enough you're not going to be benching these guys uh right off the bat but just something to throw throw into your head about it and kind of go from there just so when it does happen I could come back and say told you so yeah no I <laughs> I agree with this 100 I do but I do think uh, that Gallup is the true number one I mean I know he's Mari Cooper's listed. He's getting paid like number one, but I think Michael Gallup's going to end the season as above Cooper by, in, by the end of it. 
Oh, I agree with that. And I also think that, uh, you know, if Gallup was to get traded, he'd go anywhere else. I think he would, well, I guess not anywhere else, but most most teams, he could be a wide receiver one on any team. Yeah, they should trade him. He needs he needs, he needs to be away from that situation so bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we have a couple sits coming up. We have uh, Christian Kirk, Devontae Parker, and Marvin Jones. The other, the only guy I have a question about is why Devontae Parker? Uh, he's not 100% right now. Yeah, he he was limited this week in practice. So, I mean, I know I know Fitz loves to throw the ball to him. I mean, I mean, he could could uh, could surprise people, but just I'm I'm staying away if I can. No, I I don't disagree with you if you can, but I mean, I drafted him as a wide receiver two ish. I yeah, I expect that's him where to I would, that's where I would have drafted him as well. Yeah, no, I'm pretty high on Parker. I mean, I guess we both are. I feel like in the end, he's going to finish closer to the um, QB1, I mean, wide receiver one situation. Yeah. Um, so for the start of the week for is uh, Noah Fant. I don't know why, but you can tell me why. <laughs> I don't trust that motherfucker at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. But uh, just the thing, looking back at his stats through, through the last half of last year, um, finished as a tight end 11 between weeks 9 and 15 last year with a backup quarterback, which most of those games he played was with Kyle Allen. Um, now, this week's matchup, Titans are a favorable one. Um, there's only one way to really beat the Titans in this passing defense, and that's in the middle of the field, exactly where Fant's going to be lining up this week, right? So um, Titans also allowed the seven most fantasy points to tight ends uh, to the tight end position last season. Just uh just got a few little tidbits. I just want kind of wanted to go off the board. I didn't want to. I kind of wanted to go a little bit deeper when I was looking at these starts of list, which I usually do for tight ends, just because. Um, I mean, it's a crapshoot if you don't get you know one of those top say three four guys, and you're kind of week to week. It could be anybody, right? So right. Um, just just like these stats that I was uh, researching on them, and just thought that. Uh, I think the Titans, it's true. Titans are going to be able to get beat in the middle of the field. They were all last year, so give them a shot. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. That's good. Um, so we don't need to talk about this guy too much. I just don't understand why he's going undrafted in so many leagues. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, like, I think he went undrafted in most of my 12-team standard leagues and PPR leagues. Like, anything that's not dynasty or keeper, like, he was undrafted. I feel like his upside is through the roof. I think upside's definitely through the roof, but you're also uncertain, you know, coming into the year, like you don't know, like you're hearing, you don't know if he's a hundred percent healthy or if he's maybe only 50% healthy because nobody says anything. Right. So, um, it's not really a great matchup against the bears anyways, because they gave up only 50, 50 yards receiving to two tight ends last year. And the two tight ends were Kelsey and Ertz. So, I mean, they shut down Kittle or what, or even if they, I don't even know if they played, but just in the two games that the Lions played the Bears last year, Hawk only had a total of nine grabs for 65 yards. So, I mean, that's not really, you know, four, four grabs a game and 30 yards. Really not uh, stats that you would really be, be wanting to invest in, you know, when there's other, when the tight end position is that kind of, not deep, but there's these guys are all bunched in. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree I mean, uh, with you. A better streaming op- option elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple personal questions, Clayton, since we've kind of, uh, gone through this, would you bench Aaron Rodgers for Tyrod Taylor or cut Aaron Rodgers altogether for Tyrod Taylor this week? I don't know if I could go that ballsy, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, uh, 
I mean, you're you're talking about a guy that's actually being drafted uh, compared to a guy that's sitting probably on the wire right now, unless you're in a two quarterback super flex league, right? So, right. I mean, I mean, you're really ballsy if you do yet, uh, you know, pull Tyrod off the off waivers or off the free agency market and p- just slot him in and bench Rogers, and especially if you win, you look like a a champ. But if I had to give you my personal opinion, it would be a no. I would not. All right. What about Philip Rivers? Bench him, bench Rogers for Rivers. Yeah, against Jacksonville. I would consider it more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on the fence about it. I, I like Rivers a little more than um than Rogers this week. I'm just like, do I want to gamble it away? Uh, yeah. I just I also think that this Packings Vikings game is going to be like a could easily wind up to be a nine six game, right. you know what I mean? Both defenses are solid and yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. Both these guys were mentioned in uh, JJ's streams of the week. That's why I brought them up. Carter Minshew is also on the list, and I'm like ah, you know they're available in almost twenty percent of leagues or um, in eighty percent of leagues. I'm sorry, they only owned in twenty percent of leagues. Like ah, damn. Like, Rodgers is a bad matchup. There's a, a bunch of other guys that have bad matchups, but, like, you know, if I'm looking for a home run, I wouldn't be against, you know, especially Rivers. Like, he definitely, you know, you know you'll get at least a touchdown out of him. Tyrod Taylor, with no preseason, going as a starter, I, you know, that's a little questionable for me as well. So Yeah, you know what? I'll give uh, JJ props for this article. I love reading this article every week. Um, so make sure you guys reach out to him at JJ Gosh and uh, – Check this article out every week because it does pay off. Yeah, there's one thing, one bash thing about JJ. He's so cocky. He's such a cocky motherfucker. He is, but he knows <laughs> he, he knows his shit. So I, I yeah, love the that's guy. That's for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> so the, I'm just gonna go through the couple guys he has on his list for his tight ends. He has Eric Ebron um, against the Giants, available in 70 percent. Jack Doyle also available in 70 percent. Um, so both these guys, uh, I would. I wouldn't be shocked if they go off this week. Um, Eric Ebron, they're saying that they're going to use him in multiple ways in the red zone. Like I could see him being like what he was two years ago, just getting like 15 touchdowns and like 30 yards a game. Yeah. Like JJ said, he'll have definitely with, with Ben back. He definitely has every opportunity, uh, especially in the red zone. So, and, and Jack Doyle as well. He mentioned in this as well, that Trey Burton's already hurt. Um, and we know how much rivers likes his tight ends. Right. So, yeah, I, I think Doyle was like dates. one of those one of those tight ends. It's like he could break into the top five this year. Yeah. Um, so that kind of covers our field of streams. Um, I think that's all I got, Clayton. That was a pretty good podcast for our first time back together. Yeah, it's been it's been a while for sure. Like I said, with this crazy ass world that we're living in right now, things are. Uh, <laughs> A little weird right now, but yeah, no, I love to. I hope, hopefully, I was hoping that we could get back on and go uh, do our weekly uh, recap show on Sunday nights. Would be awesome. Love to get oh, on yeah. this what once a week with you. Yeah, no, I'm totally down. I'll do. Um, I'm available, Clayton. I'll tell you that. You just tell me when, and I will do it on iPad. Do it on my phone. I don't give a fuck. I'll be yeah. There. No, absolutely. <laughs> like I like I said. Uh, I'm I'm available mo- most evenings after uh, the little squirt goes to bed. So as long as my wife's okay with it, yeah, she just she, she just she just rolled her eyes at me. So I think that no, means it's no. okay. It's okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the the Disney Plus thing I just told you. <laughs> she, she always wins, but it doesn't matter if you're 
if she's wrong, Clayton, she's she's always right. Like it she, doesn't she matter. She is always right. You're right, hundred percent. I've never. Hey, told or, my hey wife Armando, I'll tell, did I tell you on air? Uh, we're having another kid. Holy shit, Clayton! Congratulations. Yeah, we are due due in March. So uh, I'm not sure what, what we did here because the little guy he he'll be two and he's an animal, like outright animal. I'll send you a video actually we took of him the other day. I'll send it to you. our chat. It's pretty funny, man. So, but That's yeah, buddy, awesome. like uh, like I said, yeah, we could get back on on Sunday and uh, go through these weekly recaps. That sounds great. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Everyone, you have a good night or a good day, a good weekend. Cheers. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.